Life, and welcome to What You Read It with your hosts, Colleen Kylie and Deb Boblin. We're. <laughs> what are we, Colleen? We're a podcast about books and more books. And hopefully, we're going to find you your next great read. We are. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What You're Reading with Colleen and Debbie. Hi, Colleen. Debbie here. How are you? Well, I'm so good because for the first time all year, we are recording together in the same room. Face to face. It's exciting. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. We love it. Um, How are we going to start off today? What do you think? Well, folks, it's mid-June. The day of recording was the last day with students, and we wanted to get this out to you sooner, but we finally have a chance to sit down and share some recent reads. Yes. And some things we're going to look forward to reading this summer, so we're just hoping you get a bunch of ideas for your summer reading. Absolutely. I'm going to start off because everybody should read this book this summer. Okay, great. Okay, This was probably one of my favorite books I've read in a really long time. And the name of it is Deacon King Kong, and it's by James McBride. And I love James McBride. Um, I read his memoir, The Color of Water, years and years and years ago. I want to say it probably came out, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s. I could have looked that up, but I know it was quite a while ago. And it it was a life-affirming, changing book at that time. I should reread it, actually. Um, He's actually better known... Um, for his National Book Award book, The uh, Good Lord Bird, which I've not had a chance to read yet. Have you? Mm-mm. No. But these are two books that Ryan recently read, so I'm nodding my head because I just heard about them both recently. Okay, so, oh, I would love to hear what he thinks of Good Lord Bird because I'm going to put that on my summer reading list. Awesome. Okay, but getting back to Deacon King Kong, which it's a wonderful, wonderful book. And um, some of the things I loved about it is the humor. The humor in the book is lovely and it made me laugh out loud but there's also sadness in the book that just would bring you to your knees okay so real quick recap of it um we're looking at a housing project in brooklyn i think the year is 1969 and um our 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 hero here deacon king kong is there's no other way to put it he's a raging alcoholic Mm. but he's so much more And, um, you know, in the projects, they've always put up with petty crime and this and that. Um, But in 1969, we've started to get the mob in there. You start to get the hardcore drugs where you're really seeing people's lives ruined. And um, he does something so out of character for him. He, the local drug dealer who he had coached in baseball, he goes up and just shoots him point blank. So the story goes from there. But it's a fantastic story. I'm looking at Deb with just wide eyes of disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a mystery. It's a little bit of this. It's a little bit of that. It's a fantastic read. It's rollicking good fun, but also so much more. There's I'm, I, I use this all the time when I talk about books. There's so many layers to it. I love it. The dialogue is spot on. It really is. Um, So please, do yourself a favor, everybody. Deacon King Kong by James McBride. And that was one of your May reads? That was one of my May reads. Cool. All right. So I'll share a May read, which was Fiercely Happy, a funny book about horrible things by Jenny Lawson. This book is a good 
five or six years old at this point, but a student read it and loved it, and so I finally got a chance to pick it up. I gave this book five stars. Um, I think Lawson is witty and sarcastic and wacky in her train of thought. Uh, one of my favorite essays, maybe they're chapters, I'm not sure. They all kind of go together. They're all about her life, but it's not necessarily chronological, so I call, call them each essays but it's one of my favorites was, it's hard to tell which of us is mentally ill. Um, and it's <laughs> Are we talking about you and me right now? <laughs> well, to be clear, Lawson um, has been diagnosed with uh, a handful of mental illness. And in this essay, she's convincing her husband to go to couples therapy so she can prove to him that he's been wrong all along. <laughs> As any good wife will do. <laughs> but, like, somewhere along the way, like, in this chapter, she ends up, like, in a cemetery, stuck in the middle of a funeral procession. So then she just attends the funeral because she doesn't know how to, like, unawkwardly leave it. Oh, <laughs> and, no. And, like, but then, like, by the end of the ch essay, she's, like, it's come full circle. It's, like, back to the couples therapy thing. And you're, like, that was so wacky and wacky wacky things are always happening to her and also just like very smart um and you're just like wow that she for someone whose brain seems so scattered she really can write um and so she is you know talking about mental illness she's talking about the boring parts of life the monotonous parts of life the funny parts of life the really really depressing parts of life and we just sort of get these snippets of her life they're often awkward the way she like the argument she has with her husband, I'm like, well, this is kind of awkward to read about, but also so interesting because you always want to, like, be a fly on the wall at someone else's house to see how they interact. So, um, yeah, I'm going to read her other memoirs. What well, She actually had a new one come out recently, and then she has a much older one. So, Sounds great. Seriously Happy, a funny book about horrible things. And is did you return it? Do I have it here? Can I take it after the summer? No, it was my copy and a student borrowed it. Oh, well then so. I think I have a copy here. Oh, perfect. Oh yeah, you have one in the okay. library. Yeah, 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 because I have not read that. Okay, um, my other adult read that I would suggest for people this summer would be uh, Crying in H Mart by, I believe her name is Michelle Zauner, and it's a memoir. Um, so there was my memoir for the month. Yeah. And this is a Korean-American girl. Her mom's Korean, her dad's American. And um, it's the story of her relationship with her mom and how food, her mother uses food as a way of showing and expressing love, and it's how they share their culture. And um, it's a really heartfelt story. It, it's so much more than just the mother-daughter relationship. It's her being... You know, and sometimes she does with the mixed race, not knowing where she belongs. Um, she does go to Korea every other year with her mother. Um, wonderful, wonderful story. Very, very sad. Uh, I seem to have read a lot of sad books this last month. <laughs> um, but that is part of life. Dying is part of life. And this is a, it's an ode to her mom almost. It's a memoir. Uh, her mom has, dies of cancer at a very young age. And it's through food that she learns to kind of how to deal with her grief. Grief. So uh, this was recommended to me by Katie Ivory, uh, and I enjoyed it. I think as much as Katie did, and Katie recommended it to Jory. So it's making the rounds. 
I love to hear what other people think of this book. Um, and it makes you want to go out and have some kimchi, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm super interested in the themes of mothers and daughters, of course, and food, and how that plays into uh, how we express love. Yeah, Food is a love language. It is a love language. It's not one of the five love languages, but I think it's a love language. And if it, it would be one of mine. Yes. Yeah. See, I was just going to go, it is the love is language. The, yeah. Do you know the love languages? Is this... I've heard them, but no, I don't. Sure. Okay. Physical touch and words of affirmation, people, just in case you need to know mine. I'll fill you in later, Deb. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, uh, Crying in H Mart, Michelle Zahner, who also is, uh, by the way, a musician. Oh. And when I gave this book to Jory, she was like, oh my God, you're kidding. Um, I can't think of the name of her group. She goes, she's on my playlist. Oh. I think it's Japanese breakfast. Not not anything I'm familiar with, but I'm cool. Not, yeah, I'm not really check tuned. Out the, I'm not tuned into it. You're not tuned into the tunes? No. Hmm. no. I'm going to check out the book. I'm going to check out the music. Yay. I'm going to tell you about my next May read. Okay. Which was Beloved by Toni Morrison. This was a, I think the third time I've read it, and sometimes I think that this just may be the best book ever written. Really? Yeah. I just... If you haven't read Morrison, it's hard to describe her style, but to me, it is poetic, and it's magical, and it's mysterious, and by mysterious, I mean, it's like, sometimes it's hard for me to actually understand what she's describing, and I reread passages, and I reread pages, and I look at notes, and it's like a puzzle for me, which I know for some people is not how they want to read, and for me, some of the time, it's how I want to read. It feels like a challenge and something I'm like it's a slow uncovering um and so mysterious and that I'm always just like what is what is going on here and what is I guess I'm like maybe searching for hidden meetings which feels like cliche as an English teacher but it's I don't know I enjoy it so in terms of like what the book is actually about um the simplest way to describe it is that it's a mother and her children and their escape from slavery and it's a ghost story so it's the ghost of slavery and the legacy of slavery and also the ghost of one of her children. Um, and that's kind of what I'll say about the actual plot, but I am more than halfway through my year of Toni Morrison, so I'm trying to read all 11 novels this year. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's been a challenge, but it's a fun challenge for me to know every month I have like one book I know I'm gonna read. And then I try to keep the rest a little easier and fun. So we're up to June, so you've read five so far. Is Beloved your favorite so far? Yes. Okay. But it's a little bit unfair because Beloved's a reread where some right. of the others are a first-time read. But it's still a favorite, although Sula is right up there. Have you read Blue Eyes? The Blue Eye? Yeah, the that was the eye. first one. That was the first one. Yeah. Okay. Just, just, so. just curious. Just curious. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, I said those were my two adult reads, but you know what? I'm going to throw one more at you that I had forgot about, but when you said ghost, it reminded me. Um, I listened to this book, and it's The Glass House by Emily St. John Mandel, yes. which is um, getting a lot of play right now and has won a lot of awards. And um, really interesting story. So basically, it follows a brother and a sister and their relationship with each other, which is not a close relationship, <laughs> very fractured, and also individually follows them, their romantic relationships. Um, it deals with so many different things. It deals with uh, wealth and greed and drugs and um, 
morals, and there's a ghostly element to it also. So it really deals with a lot of things. It spans, I want to say at least, it goes back and forth in time, um, at least 20 years, if I recall correctly. But basically what the story is about, per se, um, is it was a fraud from a Ponzi scheme, okay? And that affects on all the people, mm. okay? Um, and so all of that gets wrapped up there. And, you know, you don't think about it, but I, I know when the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme, that's the most famous one, came to light. I kind of had forgotten about it, but, you know, people did kill themselves over that. They did, you know, end their lives. This was, it was really devastating. So this is really interesting as far as thinking back about that time and realizing how devastating that can be to people. Um, so anyway, it was, it's a good book, The Glass House by Emily St. John Mandel. I don't want to give too much away. Um, I would suggest that you go ahead and give that one a read. I, just, I feel like every book I want to talk about today is just like, go read this book, it's amazing! <laughs> Dread Nation by Justina Ireland is a post-Civil War zombie story. Oh my god. <laughs> I know, I know. It was so good. Is this a young adult? Yeah, it's a young adult. Okay. And, um, but, okay, really action-packed, so just like, Fast, a long book, but fast and fun, and this really strong female protagonist. Um, Jane McKean was born two days after the dead began to walk the battlefields of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and sort of it derails the war between the states and just changes the future of America forever. So it's an alternative history. Um, and Jane, as a young girl is captured and sent to Miss Preston School of Combat for Negro Girls. Um, and so young black and Native American children were being trained to fight the zombies in order to protect the white people. They were trained as like attendants. So you'd get trained in the school and then go and be attend to a white family and kill zombies for them. Um, so obviously this commentary on America's history and also America of slavery, but also America's history of Native American boarding schools and that sort of re-education of youth. Um, and so it's set in history and there's zombies, which totally not my style, but like <laughs> it just really worked. It feels relevant because it feels like it's there's it just felt relevant to like conversations we're having today in America today and thinking about America in these like, it's historical, and it's historical fiction. So if you like historical fiction, it works. If you like a strong like, female protagonist, I think you'll like it, or you just like something action-packed. If you like zombies, definitely. But, like, <laughs> even if you don't, that's why Dev and I are giggling, because, like, we're not really zombie people. It was surprisingly good. So I say read it. Sign me up. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're talking about young adult. I'm going to throw out one... Because you said some key words there. If you like a strong female protagonist, uh, what else did you say? I said, oh, historical fiction. Historical fiction, thank you. Codename Verity. Yes, which is, um, so we've got two women. So we've got one who's a spy and one who's a pilot. Mm -hmm. And this is World War II. And um, Verity is the spy and she gets captured and she has to write out this confession and um, she tells the story through it and manages to still be 
a super, super good spy. Good book. So I'm, I'm just curious how you picked that one up because I've had that book on my shelf in my classroom for many years. And, you know, I'm always eyeing it, but then something else pops up and I go read. Like, how do you sort of find that next book? I, you or? know, I was shelving books and I don't remember. I looked, I think something about it caught my eye. Is it a green, is it an older GMBA? I don't it know. It might be. Okay. Um, and the cover is two, two women's hands kind of reached out to each other. Oh, that's not my cover. Oh, that's my cover. Mm. And I know that I've I like holding your students hand. really like this book. Mm -hmm. And I tried I thought, well, let me just give it a try. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to something I'm reading right now and something I highly recommend to everybody is a Green Mountain Book Award nominee for the 2021-2022 school year. So just this is a, an award from the state of Vermont, Young Adult Literature. It's about 15-ish books a year. They The idea is to read them throughout the school year and vote as you go, and at the end of the year, there's one winner, similar to Golden Dome Book Awards. Um, so from that list, I am reading Watch Over Me by Nina LaCour. Oh my god, I'm about halfway through. I love this book! It is really character-driven, so not so much, not a lot of plot. But LaCour like, really knows how to tell an emotional story. You're in the head of the main character, Myla, or Mila. Anyways, she has just aged out of the foster care system. And she um, for is goes to live on this farm um, where everyone on the farm has sort of been adopted, is a foster care child that's sort of been adopted by this family. And as she's just living and working on this farm, she her back her traumatic backstory slowly comes out and it's so in that way it almost feels like a little bit of a mystery as you're trying to piece together what happened to her um and but she's also she's clearly just very traumatized and it's sad but it's just i don't know it's kind of beautiful and it's also a ghost story um where there are actual ghosts that like multiple like lots of people on the farm can see and you know kind of speaking to everyone's past and everyone's demons. Um, and so it's her working through her past. And whew, it's, it's emotional powerhouse. Fantastic. I'm going to grab that one, and I'm going to read that this summer. Woohoo! Yeah. Watch Over Me by mm -hmm. Nina LaCour. I can't wait. Um, I'm just going to tell, give you the list of books I have checked out so far for my summer reading. Yes. Um, and I'm, you know, some of them were recommended to me, and others I just kind of picked randomly. Um, so for young adult, I picked Six of Crows, which is an older um, Green Mountain Book Award. And, you know, I read the jacket and it's not something I would normally read. So I kind of think I kind of took it because it's outside of my comfort level. Good idea. Yeah. And I want to push myself a little bit there. And I like to look at things like past winners. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with everything. So I like to look at the past winners. And then, you know, I can recommend them to the students in the fall. Yeah, because um, often those books are available where the the hottest newest one is checked out and they don't get to read it. True. So that's well, that was my thinking there. Uh, also, my summer reading this summer, I have The Mothers by Britt Bennett, which has been highly recommended to. Uh, I know we've covered it in our podcast, so I want to read that. Um, another one is a new book, and it's called Clara and the Sun, and it is a New York Times bestseller. And let's see. Oh, he wrote... I don't know how to say his name. Can you say that name? Ishiguru. 
Oh, yeah, Never Let Me Go. Okay. Yep. Which I have not read. But I had read, again, the book jacket on this, and I thought it looked so good that I couldn't wait to uh, read it. Tells the story of Clara, an artificial friend with outstanding observational qualities, who from her place in the store watches carefully the behavior of those who come in to browse. I'm reading right off of the, the little book jacket here. Um, so that's on my list to read. So I have Clara in the Sun. Uh, I have The Mothers by Britt Bennett. I have Six of Crows. Now because of Colleen's recommendations, I have Fiercely Happy and... Uh, Watch Over Me? Watch Over Me. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. Um, my sort of summer goal, along with my monthly Toni Morrison, is to just work my way through a good number of the Green Mountain Book Awards. Um, and that I enjoy reading Young Adult, and I like having um, recommendations to make to the students in the fall. So my next one I'm going to read that I just picked up this weekend is Legend Born by Margaret K. McElderry. Um, it seems like it's like a board, boarding school fantasy, like magic story. Um, so I'm excited about that. Oh, and then also Punching the Air by Izzy Zaboy. She was the keynote speaker for this year's Green Mountain Book Award ceremony, and it's a novel in verse, so I just want to have, you know, a variety of things. We've got some zombies. We've got fantasy. We've got novels in verse. Trying to just cover all the bases, be able to make lots of good recommendations. I recently got rid of a ton of books out of my classroom, and a lot of people were, like, shocked about how many I was getting rid of, but I'm just finding that there's so many books that I'm sure are great, but if I'm not regularly recommending them. They don't get picked up. So I just tried to focus on the ones that are always popular, the ones that I have read that I can speak to, and make room for for new stuff. And so. Sounds great. Sometimes you gotta do a little purging. You do. It's hard, but you do. It's a little bit painful. <laughs> but. Well, they'll find a new life somewhere. They will. They will. Someone, someone, someone happy. will read them somewhere. Absolutely. Um, I think that's it for me. Um, I could talk forever about books, but we don't want to keep everybody too long. No, I mean, go, go to your local library. Go to the bookstore. If you have, if you need recommendations, email Colleen. Email me. We'll yes. come up with something. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, we and will. And don't miss us too much, but we'll probably come back with a midsummer update. We probably will. And hey... It's summertime. It's beach reading. If you need a hot, racy romance, go for it. We don't judge. Yes, I actually just saw at Phoenix Bookstore in Burlington a whole table dedicated to beach reads. So while I don't have a lot of those to recommend, Phoenix does. There you go. This is not a paid promotion. (laughs) (laughs) Although if they want to give me a discount next time I'm there, they can. I don't have any to, um, to recommend, but if anybody wants to recommend one, recommend one to me, I would love it because I love a good, hot, steamy beach read. I love it. Love it. Namaste, people. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Happy reading.